0: I know. Yeah. Are you coming? are you coming too? That's not your I don't know what that where the way where...
1: That's so weird, because, yeah, it's you here. Know, one, oh, wow, that's, that's
0: strange. That's what it keeps giving me. Oh, well, oh, maybe I God. just told them I want off. No, no, hang on. Do not worry, I won't have not in case haven't one. No. I one of your... Yeah, that's... Oh, wow, it's <okay. laughs> Yeah, people, not going to to
1: go, I'm to be able to Yeah. i to be quiet. to going to we to to you're talking only to me? Yes. I'm
0: me mean, talking to all i me. telling everyone. Everyone. I'll see you, man, with you your prickly face. You don't even come to the I, I don't believe you. Huh? I'll say hi again. Don't no, try to win the number. No, I want you again. <laughs> with you. Don't leave you. Let me Okay, finish with your wire. My little son, I need a little son. oh. oh.
1: That's not good.
0: Hello, and welcome to
1: Parallel Radio, live from Open School East. We've got quite a good crowd with us today, which is great. Um, so today we're joined by Leah, who's sitting well, Leah, Leah, who's sitting uh, next to me, and she has come to tell us about um, the work that she's been doing in Haiti. So, um, Leah, I'll let you introduce Leah, sorry, what um, you going to tell us a little bit about, just give us a bit of an introduction.
2: Okay, so actually, um, yeah, I'm one of the co-directors of the Ghetto Biennale, which is uh, an art festival that happens every two years in Port-au-Prince in Haiti, but it takes place in a downtown, I would guess you could call it a slum area, but where there is a sort of a, a collective of artists that have been working there for over 15 years. And um, the reason that we started the Ghetto Biennale was that the artists find it really hard. Haiti is the most prejudiced against country in the world as regarding visas. So a lot of the artists, would I mean the artists were in a show in uh, the Frost Museum in Miami, but they had to actually, no one would give them, the Americans wouldn't give them visas, they had to nominate a richer artist to go and uh, represent them. And so they also were very aware that there's this is a whole Biennale circuit, this global Biennale circuit, but it was very, very hard for them to get to the Biennales and see what they're about and also get their work in there. So, um, so the idea was, uh, well, you know, like Mohammed and the Ma- Mountain, bring, let's bring the Biennale to Haiti and hold it in their area. So the first one took place in 2009. We didn't really know what we were doing, we just put out an open call and well over 100 artists applied, and we accepted about 40 artists, and they had, to, I mean, we had hardly any funding, so they have to pay their own flight to Haiti and pay the hotel and pay their own materials, but still, artists really wanted to come, and they came and made art in, in the same neighborhood as the artist. The artist collective is called Artist Resistance, which in Creole means Resistance Artists. And most of the work they do is uh, by, by, you know, because they're quite poor, all their materials are recycled, so all the work they make is, um, you know, from recycled materials. For the visiting artists, they think it was a very kind of shocking experience, because I think they really weren't prepared quite for the conditions in Haiti. It, you know, it is, after all, always, it's sort of like byline seems to be whenever it's on the radio, so now I'm actually sort of doing that again, which is like the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. So if you imagine if you're in a slum in the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, it's kind of rough. And so for the visiting artists, they had to work out how to make art in these really, really different conditions. When they're used to sitting with their MacBook Pro and, you know, like uploading stuff and, you know, getting stuff made at, you know, 3D printer, they had to really, like, sort of change their ideas. And everybody that came said that they kind of very quickly had to have a plan B
1: so that sort of became the joke of the Ghetto Biennale. So it became the, the, the Rambi Biennale, you had to actually make stuff yourself with your own hands, with what's available there. Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, I'm going to, because not everyone knows what a Biennale is, so what, what, does, what is that? What, what's a Biennale? Well a Biennale, I and mean, that's interesting for me actually because
2: I'm an artist, and uh, I'd heard of the and that Venice Biennale is the first ever Biennale which started at the, in the uh, late 1800s. Um, the Biennale purely means two, every two years in Italian, or biennial. Um, so the first one was the Venice Biennale, and it, the Venice Biennale was very, run, very much run on the way nations could show off their culture as sort of kind of saying, yeah, we're ready to do business, this is our fantastic culture. Since then, you know, they've expanded and you have, a lot of Biennale's don't have sort of national pavilions. But they really are like global sort of institutions in Sao Paulo, Johannesburg, um, uh, uh, St. Petersburg, i am running out of ideas. But anyway, Istanbul. And artists from all around the world come and they sort of show their work or sometimes they make specific work for um, a theme of the Biennale.
1: So what's the point? Is it for the public to discover new work, or is it a kind of networking experience for artists? Well, why do people want to go to Biennale? Well, suddenly you now, I mean, I'm not actually
2: a spokesperson for the Biennale Foundation, or
1: um, in all. But in general, from your experience.
2: From your experience, well, no, the irony was, when we started the idea of a ghetto Biennale, me and my partner, Eugene, neither of us actually had been to a Biennale so I was like, ooh, actually. Mm. So I actually had to zip off to the Venice Biennale early that year just to get a sense of what they were about. I mean, since then I've seen quite a few. Um, so in some ways it seems like uh, they're a way of curator sort of, you know, like really um, exploring a theme very, very deeply with, a, a, you know, big international voice, you know, lots of international voices. Um, but they're also a huge networking
1: event
0: oh you've got something to say I was, I was just um, moving kind of back to Haiti I was wondering if you could talk about your connection with that because you've been working there for quite a while and mm-hmm. for those who haven't seen Leah's photograph she takes this beautiful uh, book called Cannibal uh, which is this incredible book of la- black and white photos of Haitian carnival is that right? yes Yes, it is yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> Yeah, we'll come forward.
0: I would like to ask a question.
3: What's <coughs>
1: your you. can sit here. Sorry, what's her name? Leah. Leah. Just sit, take a seat you, and speak. Do you feel that Haiti? into the mic. Do yeah. you feel
4: that Haiti is still being punished for being the first republic in the Caribbean? Absolutely. Um, and I think
2: it's uh, punished in a way culturally, as well as economically. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you know, when they had these slave revolts, you know, and they were the first independent black nation yeah. in, in the Western Hemisphere in 1804, you know, it froze the blood of all the cl- other colonialists who therefore refused to trade with them, and also really demonized their culture and their religion.
1: But has anyone has anyone here got any experience of Haiti? Has anyone got any... Well, I, I saw,
5: you know, on TV, a film about Haiti. Especially, you know, I'm a fan of Elvis Presley. I think he went there to make films. film. And I saw, you know, the, the way they, they do the dancing, the waterfalls, you know. They were showing more of the, like, mountains. Is that... What you see over there, when you're over
2: there? Yeah, because Haiti um, is actually a, a Taino-Indian word. So it was um, called Saint-Domingue before the revolution. And, then, you know, the slaves actually, you know, and it's an incredible story. The slaves organized themselves, rose up, and beat Napoleon. Yeah, you know, they yeah. actually, uh, like, beat the French. Yeah, the And they actually wanted to honor the indigenous Indians that have been... Uh, there before the slaves arrived, so Haiti actually means mountainous country in the yeah, Taino. Uh, yeah,
5: that's when I saw when I watched the film Elvis make them many years ago. Wow, I've got to I see
2: said, that. I've never seen <laughs> the Elvis yeah, uh, you was know, in Haiti for
5: yeah, you was dancing you know, and wearing like the Hawaiian clothes on. Ah, remember well, are of Tahiti? Tahiti. Yeah, as he
4: yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh,
5: yeah. It's a difference. Yeah. It's like, wow, Elvis 80. That's it. So cool. <laughs> no, but I think that
4: it did say 80
5: on, on the film.
2: Yeah. Well, what? we'll just, have to try yeah. it yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. A lot of people from Haiti yeah. comes over to Guadeloupe to work. Are you from Guadeloupe? Yeah. I was just there last week. Okay. <laughs> and um, how are they treated now? Because last time I was there, they they were still suffering from the demonization of being the first republic, you know, everybody thought sort of uh, treated them really, really badly. How are they in now? I mean, no, not know. I was bizarrely in Guadeloupe last
2: week and uh, I met quite a few Haitians and, yeah. and uh, you know, I was seen really cool because I was the white girl that could speak crayon. Um, so
0: oh, so We are crayons.
4: Yes, Sakai.
2: So, uh... So well, I met I don't know, I met quite a few
4: regions and they didn't yeah. seem to be
0: complaining. Or, Wonderful.
4: Yeah. So what art did you actually make down there with them I in mean, Haiti? What were you able to produce with the recycling? Well, you know, the artists say, Well, where they like, make these sort of huge sculptures out of old
2: cars and carved wood and yeah, I mean they're quite amazing. It's a pity we haven't actually got any um, images really. Yeah. Um myself I'm a photographer and filmmaker, so yeah, I I as uh, my, uh, Joe. Joe said, uh, I've been working there documenting a, a very particular carnival they have in southern
4: Haiti for 16 years. So, did you bring the? the Did you bring the concept to Haiti? That um. To the, 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 well, the, biennale, the biennale. biennale. Did you bring it to Haiti or did they have it there already? Well, no, I think what it was, it really was a dialogue between myself and the other co director, Andre Eugene,
2: who is a Haitian artist. And we were kind of talking, they all refer to their areas as um, Ghetto Biennale. So suddenly, like me and Eugene went, wow, Ghetto Biennale. I mean, at first, actually, we didn't really have the idea. We just put the two words together and went, that's crazy and then kind of build the idea behind the words. So it's very different than having an idea and going, hmm, what should we call this?
5: This was like, the name's great. Oh, what do we do? But, uh, yeah. you know, is that like a club you have to join to, to go there for the art? What we do is
2: we, we ask artists to apply, because there's a limit to how many we can take just because of the size of the hotel, which is near the site. And so then we choose from the projects and see what we
5: think is more achievable, and uh, then we choose. Then There must be, like, quite like professional artists that will come in that, you know,
0: in well, the I there's a they whole, you know, a whole, a lot. it? Quite a lot of different artists, and quite
5: a
2: lot of students apply. for so a lot of students, I think, they find it kind of a real challenge and quite exciting after... You know, doing an MFA or, you know, Master in Fine Arts to kind of come yeah. to the ghetto Biennale
5: because yeah. I'm so. Because I'm a beginner in art. Well, I did art when I was very young, but I start study art again now. Yeah. So I like traveling because I like the mountainous, you know, the river, you know. Yes. called Pejas. Well, I yeah.
2: just have to tell you that downtown Port-au-Prince, there's not many nice waterfalls mountains <laughs> or mountains or rivers. It's a, you know, a slightly different... But it's a great place.
5: Yeah. Well, how is the hotels there? Is it uh, quite, you know, plain, and hygiene? Um. Yeah. This the hotel. Nice
2: hotel. Well, the <laughs> hotel actually is kind of crazy. It's the yeah. hotel okay. in Grand Green Road. It's not all the comedians about. Oh. So it's an old gingerbread palace, or you know, like yeah. made out of wood and funny
5: verandas, and it's very nice. And what about the water? The food? Are they quite uh, easy to, you know? Yeah, no, the water's fine,
1: uh, as long as you drink bottled water and the food's nice. Yeah. yeah, thank so you. I'm, I'm interested in the local reaction to bringing all these artists um, to Haiti. How are the local, I mean, are they res- receptive? Do they Are they inspired? Are they a little bit um, dismissive? Ha- what What's the general reaction?
2: Well, I think, you know, in a way, um, the local... First, the local reaction to the, the, there was only three artists at first, there's a lot more now, We're like, are you crazy? Well, you're gonna make your life as an artist. And so everybody was going, you crazy fools, you know? And then, bit by bit, as they saw them get more and more success, they were like, oh, this is good, maybe I'll start learning how to do this. And um, so, the Ghetto Biennale, when it first happened, no one knew what to expect, but the the local community immediately just saw something was going on and there's been, far more people have now started doing arts Um, loads of people got involved I mean there was one woman Jessie Darling who um, she was kind of building this thing called Trash Church kind of this amazing construction out of trash and in the end like about I don't know how she did it, she had like 15 of the teenagers all helping out and at one point it was a rap house, at another point there were screening films in there, showing art in there, putting on sort of like shows in there. So, yeah, I mean, Haiti is a really, really cultural place. I mean, culture, it's, it's not sort of, culture and life, the, sort of the, the interface is much closer. So I think it was very easy for everyone in the neighborhood to kind of almost immediately get involved.
5: It wasn't like, oh, now
2: I'm doing art and now I'm not.
5: Right, but that's, that's do, they, do they want to, to learn about the art? Here? Like, they want to join you, the local people there? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and then, um, the Ghetto really
2: attracts quite a lot of what you call social practice-type um, projects, which are projects that, in a way, open, open school leaders, in a way, what's considered yes, social practice,
3: practice project. So it's sort of, of
2: a lot of projects. So we had one where um, this woman was just wanted to talk to the grandmothers of the community and ask them for their best recipe. And then she was collecting the recipes and each day she would work with a different grandmother and they would cook a meal and then everybody else was invited to go and eat with them. And then she made this very beautiful little recipe book and did the illustrations. So... That, in a way, really got a lot of people involved. And, you know, members with loads of really nice food, too. We always
1: love talking about food on this <laughs> yeah. show. So um, it would be great to talk a little bit about um, what is Haitian cooking? What's the kind of signature dish? What do people eat there? Uh, rice, rice and beans. beans. Rice and beans. I, I would we'll just say it. <laughs> away rice and beans <laughs> with chicken.
2: Um, but that's sort of kind of become urban. And also there's kind of like um, what's called maille Moulin? Which is um, means milled uh, corn, and that's like this straight cornmeal, and it's done with um, kidney beans, and that's got a bit of a bit more chili. I actually like things really hot, and actually most people in Haiti don't like things as spicy as I do. So, uh, but they have this great, um, like really spicy um, uh, condiment called pickles. Do you know that? No. Oh, it's like sort of grated carrot and onion, and cabbage, and, and chilies, and it's all cemented and fantastic.
1: But you have that in Guadeloupe, no, the sort of grated cucumber yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. So it's quite well, similar. It's quite similar. Um, what I wanted to um, ask you about... We have to come is, closer. to yeah, It's regarding um, funding. Like you said, Haiti is very poor, and the artists that people that are artists down there have not got a lot of money. So do you sell the art that you make for fundraising? Yeah, I mean some of them sell the art, I mean, you know,
2: the great challenge of the Ghetto Biennale, in a way, is negotiating. I mean, in a way, the first Ghetto Biennale, the, the Haitian artists were kind of disappointed in the type of artists that came because you kind of had artists that came that were challenging or, you know, like uh, critiquing the art world, and then you had the Haitian artists going, oh, Leah, I thought Damien Hirst was gonna come, you know, and I thought he was gonna buy all our artwork. So at first they were a bit like, oh, all these people are quite poor, you know, they actually haven't got that much money, we're not gonna sell all our work. Um, now it's kind of working its way through that, but there's still a lot of hustling that goes down on, in the Ghetto Bernard, and I can kind of recognise it. You have these new artists coming in and just being slightly hustled—not bad hustles, but minor hustling. You know, as they we had a meeting about the hustling, and as they said, if if I can pay everybody in the local area some money, then they wouldn't have to hustle. So you know, I mean, it's a complicated thing, but we work on quite a low amount of
1: funding. So, so, um, what about kind of more uh, global projects, like maybe? selling some of the artwork online or or, or reaching out kind of um, in that way.
2: Well, no, that's what would, I mean, the idea of the Ghetto Biennale in a way was like um, uh, to to create artist-to-artist networks and that really has worked because before the Ghetto Biennale only three of the artists ever left the country. Now I would say about 20 to 30 of them have. They've been to residences, you know, from sort of Canada to San Francisco to uh, they've been in exhibitions in Berlin in Sweden, in Gothenburg so it, on that level it's really working, they they really are networking this time in the next Ghetto Biennale part of the funding is to create a new website where they can sell their work online because it, it means, cause in a way the Ghetto Biennale is also about distribution of art and there's very small amount of galleries in Port-au-Prince that control basically the distribution of Haitian art and the Ghetto Biennale is one way of like, trying to Circumvent that and have more control. So we we definitely think that this new website, and that they can, people can just look at the stuff online and buy online and sell the money via Western Union, uh, would be like the ideal solution. So
5: the is it on on the uh, website? Is the, all the artwork will be on the website?
2: Yeah, on the new
3: one, definitely. Earth, because it's, it's, if it wasn't manipulated
1: by... So say into the mic.
3: No, um, I'd just like to say hello, Leah, and um, some good work that apparently you're doing, and I'm sure it's going to go from strength, it's going to continue growing. Uh, it, it just, the thoughts that I'm having so far is that Jamaica, you'll appreciate Jamaica, is, is, is um, very close to Haiti. That's right. And um, for a long, long time, I've had relatives living in Haiti um, many, many moons ago, and they also, you know, they, they come to Jamaica, so they exchange, um, you know, they're free to travel um, to Haiti. I, I think it's, it's quite off a bit now, but many moons ago, they go to Haiti to work, um, mm-hmm. and I think it offered better prospects at the time than it did in Jamaica. Uh, and Last thing is, I'm um, 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 connected with a with an organization called the uh, Caribbean Workers Solidarity, if you, and, and they take a keen interest in in what's happening in Haiti. So, from well, them. great. Well, I think in
2: touch that would be brilliant, and we could maybe advertise what the Ghetto Biennale is doing. The, actually, the first Ghetto Biennale we had a fantastic. Um, Jamaican artist called Evelyn Patterson. Mm.
3: Do you know her? No, I I don't know her personally, but uh, it sounds to me, I know that they're they're very into their art of different um, types in Jamaica and um, something like this would certainly attract, um, at least, not the odd person, huge interest in Jamaica. Yeah,
2: no, no, that would be great because we do want to also be able to, you know, like have much more sort of like, you know, like inter-Caribbean involvement. Mm. Um, you know, because and that's one of our problems not having much funding, I realise this is a drawback, is that we're hoping the next one to try and get more funding so we can offer scholarships to certain students that can't actually afford to pay their flights and stay there, so that we would like, broaden the uh, demographic
5: Yeah, but I, I heard about the lottery people you know, and the, I read it on, on the newspaper, they're doing a lot of fun for people who are doing art Event here in England, so I'm sure if you're applying, they will help you because you're doing something good yeah, but in Haiti. I don't, like, I don't think know. they actually saw things that happen in Haiti. No, I mean, it's for people from England going there, isn't it? Oh, that's true. So yes. you apply for them, you yes. travel there. That's true. You know? Try you, I'm sure you will get something.
1: You're doing a great job, Leah. Oh, thank you <laughs> very much. Um, Leah, there was another project that you we're going to talk about which is this uh, radio chat Yeah, yeah. so um, tell us a little bit about that well, obviously there's a direct link with what we're doing which is why you wanted to come and yeah. chat to us so um, yeah tell us what um, what that's all about so the reason I sort of reached out to Open School
2: East was that um, uh, we were doing a collaboration with an organisation in New York called Clock Tower which is a sort of arts based um, radio station I don't know if you know it um, and um, so they're really interested in doing something and so we sort of came up with this name um, in Creole, Radio Shack would be Radio Shack so, um, so um, they're going to come with equipment and I mean, in Haiti where you have a really high amount of illiteracy, like radio is king everybody, everything gets communicated by radio, so we're going to have like this 24 hour um, maybe not 24 hours <laughs> pushing a bit we're going to have quite a lot of hours anyway radio, we're going to have a special built shack down in the area, we're going to have all the equipment in it and we're going to we have uh, lots of different ideas there's so many local rappers um, DJs there's um, lots of different, such a great sort of amount of bands and types of music in, in Haiti as well and we're going to also have like roving reporters that are going to ask the visiting artists how they've been feeling, the, the local artists, and really report about everything. So in a way, I realized when we were having this idea, I didn't know much about community radio. So in my way, I was coming here with questions, which is, how does your this radio station reach out? And do you think it does reach out to the local community?
5: Yes, I think it does, because myself, I always go on internet to listen to it.
1: I think the important thing about parallel radio is what happens in this room, um, and that's the kind of conversation engagement that we have in the community engagement. Is that people who get actually involved, but then um, at listening online live not so much. But the the fact that we can broadcast live via the internet is really important, and also the fact that people can then listen at any other time, and their families can listen and. We, um, we actually create some really interesting conversations and life stories that people probably might not talk about um, generally. So it's, it's about opening up discussions um, and talking about subjects that are all close to our hearts but not necessarily easy to talk about in other circumstances. So it's about creating a framework to, to talk. Well, I
2: suddenly have this little spark of an idea which is... A you know, I'm sure because radio the people from top town quite pressure. They know more about radio than me. I um, wonder if there's a way we can have a parallel parallel radio and radio radio shack while the ghetto and all this going on and you know, we could all have a conversation, we can have people in in Haiti and you don't hear.
4: Yeah. yeah. And they start so, and you be able to
2: speak to the crowd. Yeah, and we talk
4: about housing yeah. as well and the impact of housing and how it's just socially engineering our community
0: yeah that would be great because
4: the same is going to happen in Haiti soon yeah because they've been using social housing to engineer us out of our community so I don't know whether they're going to gentrify Haiti oh my god it's brilliant
2: to say this they've got these horrible plans for downtown where it's all
4: the informal economy and now they want to make it look like a shopping mall in Miami unless the people are very strong and stand together Mm. we're going to find they do the same thing in Shoreditch that they've done in Haiti, in Shoreditch. Yeah. Like they, they, they gentrify the community and the little shops have gone and everybody have gone, all the community has disappeared. And now we're a community of strangers. Wouldn't idea yeah. of you know, nothing is Well, everyone have beards in Haiti now as well. <laughs> uh, that's
1: a bit <laughs> Anything's possible. They'll start drinking craft dance. But Yeah, if we can do that, that would be so great. I think it's technically possible, so let's, um, let's try that. And, uh, and we've got lots of young people in Hackney who would,
4: you know, would be very happy to work with young people in Haiti. Definitely. yeah. yeah. So but, uh, do you find that the young people
5: there interested about uh, radio, you know, to learn about radio? No, definitely.
2: I mean, they, they have um, four like the teenagers who are artists were at a residency in, uh, in Copenhagen recently. And one guy, they had their fee, and of course, every single one of them bought an iPhone. I mean, a second-hand one, but but then one guy immediately bought a little deck. I mean, it was kind of a cheap one, but his name is Love. And, you know, so I was like, oh, Love, I think you're going to obviously be one of the uh, Radio Shack DJs. So people are really interested in it. There's tons of radio
5: stations in Haiti, just endless amount. Were you able to go to the radio station and talk about your artwork?
2: Yeah, I've been interviewed a lot, and what we're going to try and do is um, we're going to be streaming onto the internet, but obviously in Haiti. I don't think everybody will be going, mm, I must get out of my um, you know, laptop and listen to the streamed radio. So um, we're also going to actually connect with a local radio station that will just maybe um, actually broadcast an edited hour you know, every couple of days, so that something actually gets out there on the actual radio.
5: What about the internet over there?
2: There is internet, but you know, it's not like everybody has a laptop, unfortunately. Yeah.
4: Will you be okay. using your radio station to consult with the local people, what's going to happen to their country? Yeah, we hope so. We're hoping for...
2: all. I mean, I think this is great you're giving me more and more ideas, because, no, yeah, we want
4: dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> you said that they were semi-literate. So the only way you can consult with them is going to be happening is through the radio. Absolutely. Would you using it
2: for that? Yeah, I mean, I think, and also that's been um, really traditional that a lot of peasants' organizations and... and writers use the radio because it's a real way of talking to people over a really big, large area. And, um, and we did once... I used to be involved in the Haiti support group, and we had a special project with these little... Um, uh, like the, instead of having batteries for your radio, you had a tiny little minute solar panel, so it meant that people didn't have to buy uh, new batteries for the radios because, of course, there's no electricity in
0: the rural areas. Oh, um, oh,
3: Good evening, <laughs> listeners.
0: Good evening, everyone. Good evening. We're here and all up in the building of the school east, and we're speaking about Haiti. My name is Molly B, and I'm speaking to Leah, who's been traveling in different parts in Haiti, and I'd like to ask um, Leah about... There were so many... Um, uh, earthquakes and all these things happened. I'd like to ask her what was taking place, and if people would like to donate and get involved, how would we get through to that? Please, Leah. Well, that's a bit of a, that's, you know, like the
2: million dollar or the billion dollar question because uh, I think it's just been in the news. I can't remember how many millions were donated to the Red Cross, and <coughs> they built six new houses. Yeah. Six, yeah. and uh, I can't even I work out how many billions, so
0: I don't mean, know what I, I, I was saying about speaking about local people. Yeah. Local people. Little, not about Red Cross or so. Yeah. So, if you've got an idea how local people could donate even something, whether to the other thing. I, I mean, I
2: help do is like artists give me old yeah. laptops, and I take them out to artist resistance, and you know they always find a home because all the young teenagers are now getting very very computer literate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all sort of electrical stuff, you know, I make quite a lot of trips, so I take that stuff out. That really helps somebody. Someone can get a computer, an old computer. And they keep yeah. stuff going in Haiti, you know, they keep it going all lot longer, longer than we do.
0: Yeah, what I'm trying to say is, like, say, okay, if we just while you're going and you're making up some, um, like, um, uh, what you, um, parcels of things like this, big um, things to take over. No, if I want to say buy a pen, mm-hmm. no, how would I get it? Like, so what like to. This is the type of little local donate. I'm not speaking about mm. everybody, but then I'm speaking about like someone who would like to donate, like, say, give you the stuff. Yeah. While you send it out there, like a pen, a book.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, yeah, as you said, phones or
1: computers. If if people have yeah, that kind of thing that they would like to, yeah. to
0: donate it could be pens, could be anything else. I think it's Yes.
2: Um, I mean, um, it's a difficult question for me to answer because obviously yes, I'm not yeah, going to like talk about the because surely yes. yes. I'd yes. have to take a shipping container <laughs> for of <most>, uh, computers <laughs> out with me. Can I say
4: something? Yes. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but there is a there is a website in Hackney for artists to perform, called mybusks.com, and the money gets paid directly to the artists. You can donate money directly to artists in Haiti if they come onto mybusks.com, say what they're doing, perform, and everyone can watch it, and if I like it, I can donate money directly to them. Oh, that sounds really good. Idea. I mean that's the yeah, concept fabulous. that the young yes, people
5: yes. in yeah. Italy
4: have just developed. That's a very good idea. Well, that sounds great. I mean, that kind of answers uh, Mama P's question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. I'll uh, check it out.
2: Yeah. Look out what my boss is in
1: Creole. Um I just, we're, we're nearly coming to the end of the show, but I'd like to ask about your personal story. How did you end up with this relationship with... Hate you. How, where did that come from? Oh God! I mean, I just nearly—I
2: was oh God, because it's such an anecdote now that it's kind of embarrassing to tell it. You, do I have? To? Well, we we haven't heard it. Yet. Okay. So uh, back in 1991, um, I was uh, I was actually the van driver for the Communist Party, and so I had my van outside with the red star on the front. They used to distribute the books, and um, I was watching the holiday program. You, do you, you remember Jill Dando? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So there's yeah. Jill
2: Dando in the Dominican Republic talking about what a fantastic family holiday it was. And I was like, it was snowing outside. And I was like, wow, really, why am I not going somewhere really hot? And then just at the end of the program, Jill went, by the way, I must warn you, the Dominican Republic, it shares an island with another country. This is Haiti. By the way, do not go there. There will be military coups, dictatorships, death, you know, voodoo. Terrible, it's really terrible, just do not go there. Which is, I hate to say it, I mean, um, but you know, ironically, she did die in Kensington. She got shot. So, in fact, actually, you know, ironically, um, the danger wasn't so much in Haiti. But I actually sort of kind of went, wow, all that in hot weather. (laughs) And um, I actually did, I went into work and I heard about the slaves' revolt. I was like, why did I never learn about this at school? No, Why did no one teach me about this? And I was just like, I've got to go to this place. And I actually resigned from my job a week later. And a month later, I went to Haiti. So that's it. Wait,
5: And, and,
2: and you, how, long, how long
1: did you stay? The first time?
2: First time I stayed for a month. Um, I was lucky. I used to be in a punk band in the 80s. Uh, a punk folk band. And the guy that owns the hotel had his own voodoo rock band. He
5: kind of, I, had, I had a leather
2: jacket on and he just, his first words were you're, you're in Haiti, you're wearing a black leather jacket and you're in Haiti you're either from London or New York and I said oh, I'm from London and he said are you in a band and I said yeah I used to be in this punk, punk band
3: and he said I don't know what you're
2: paying for your room but now you're paying $10 a night so that was like a win really, and that enabled me to stay for a lot longer so uh, yeah it's a kind of
5: magical place were you scared of the wood wood No, like you know, when you heard about it, you No, I was very it.
2: interested in it actually and uh, I think you know, like I said, I think Haitian culture and uh, has really been demonized after the after the um, revolution. You know, if I said Santa Ria or Condomble, which are all um, African American um, religions that came out of the slave trade People don't know all the dolls, pins. But it's just because Haiti was so demonized that voodoo has become this sort of a horror story, which
4: it's mm. not at all. Tell me about
2: you learning the language. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not great at languages, so it's taken me a long time. I use a book and like uh, tapes. I mean, that shows how long I've been learning it. I use cassette tapes. Um, <laughs> And, um, you know, but then, actually, my partner is a Haitian artist now, so since 2006, so you know, as they say, the Pillow Dictionary, you know, you, you do, like, force to speak a lot more, so, I and mean, it's great, I mean, for me, we speaking speak in Creole, is really, really... Do you like fun. Creole? I do, I love it, and I, now I can't speak a word of French.
5: Can, can you say a few words in
2: Creole? Okay, I can say, well, I can't Creole, I can speak... And merci en pile pour Open School East. Invitez-moi ici à pour parler avec nous. Nous là. Ah,
1: merci. <laughs> <laughs> merci. <laughs> okay, that's brilliant. I think we've come to the end of the show. Unless anyone's got anything quickly they want to. So do, do you want to conclude with anything? Is there anything you want to say to the world before we no, leave sure you We are there. Yes. yes we <laughs> are. Nuala, I just, exactly. I just want to say
5: thank you, Julia.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you so, you so you much know. for coming <laughs> you here and give us a oh, Thank you. Thank
4: you. Gating. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
5: that's, that's
2: thank got, you.
4: That's, that's <laughs> got thank got you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. I'm actually wondering, I'm mm-hmm. meeting pop in uh, two days time.
0: time. Yeah, I wonder if yes. there's a
2: way we can ask them yeah. if we could um, broadcast this, do you know, you don't know PopTown, yeah. it started by Alana Heiss, you know,
5: of the, the PS1,
4: right. right, I don't um, know, I don't know my bus, yeah, no, I definitely w, w dot my bus dot. Yeah. is it my um, bus or my bus, my